0: Hello, welcome to Entering In. This weekend school was held between Friday the 14th of September 2007 and Tuesday the 18th of September 2007. The content of the weekend included concentrating on bringing you into the presence and power of God. You will learn how to still the inner clamour and allow God to touch you at an ever-deepening level. While the folks were here, they enjoyed worship, soaking and teaching to bring them into the power and presence of God. Because of the things that occurred during the time the CDs were being recorded, we decided to put some testimonies in first for you to hear the result of this weekend school. May God bless you as you listen to it.
1: About 20 odd years I've known Jesus as my Saviour. But this weekend I've been learning stuff that has, new stuff that has done a big, uh, a big, it's been a big help. And on Friday coming here I was in such a state that I turned around twice in the car to go home. So on, um, but I got here. Uh, Joyce helped me outside the most, and so I was able to be here for this whole weekend. And the first thing um, that we looked at on Saturday was um, this dreadful serpent, this eros serpent mm. that consumes itself, and I realised that was me on Friday, that it seeks to possess a fire and control. and all I was doing with that was acting like a child, and so... Girl taught us about this dreadful thing that's inside us, that we born more than that is there, and we have to resist it when, um, and not go, instead of going my way as I was on, on Friday, but, so I've learnt lots of stuff about that. So, I haven't been sleeping well recently, I haven't been able to get to sleep recently, but this weekend, um, after Saturday, I slept well, and I woke with a song, which I haven't done for years. And it was, How Great Is Our God? So that was that was Sunday morning. That's amazing. And it's been fabulous. There's been fellowship and loads of teaching. But also spending time with the Lord, which I just used to strive and strive with. And so I've learnt to not strive. And so God's been blessing me there. And then um, I've got all this... Fantastic teaching to take home, which I can't remember all the details but I've got it all written down. And this morning I woke with It Is Well With My Soul. And even my writing has changed this weekend. It's it was all tight on Saturday morning and it's it's loose and freer and bigger and so I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the tissue. <laughs> Thank you.
0: So I mean you don't need, it, don't need to have it. do need
2: to have it recorded. But Does this mean that I can read your writing?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh, <that's>,
2: uh, <laughs> it's, it's sort of hieroglyphical, really. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Is this such a word? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, been a wonderful, wonderful time for me. Four days down here, having the BJ's all to myself and um, getting blessed. Uh, right, left and center, wonderful Lord thank you for this place. these brothers, uh, sisters, the BJs um, and thank you for the, all that you've taught me and kept me on the right road. I think I've been off um, off the or on the wagon I should say for uh, about three weeks a month That's or so a last, last months, Yeah, yeah um, feeling great. Um, miss my darling for the last four days uh, thank you Lord for everything you've done it's it's, uh, it's been a it's been a up and down ride but uh, this place has got something and you definitely, every, as soon as I walk it, as soon as I walked in today it was uh, right there straight away you know, wonderful stuff Thank you everybody, thank you a lot.
0: I just want to give the glory to God because I knew when I first met uh, Mick and Trish that as I said to them that it was like Mick was, that they'd both been in an accident and Mick was bleeding and he was the most urgent because he was hemorrhaging and therefore had to be the first one to, to have the, the flow staunched. And, but at the same time, I could see that Trish was severely damaged and needed the love of God in her life in a profound way. God led me to see Mick first, and then for Trish to come this weekend. But to see them together mm. is has been the desire of my heart. And to, to, to see what he's done with you over this weekend, and to see you come and just you to be together, I mean that is just by reward if you see what I mean. I'm just so thrilled and that's really, I just want to give God the, all the glory for what he's done and to, to see the restoration beginning to take place in both of your lives is you can't quantify it, can you? So bless you both. That was all I wanted to say. Thank you. They,
3: it's It's been a tremendous time. I just want to cry, so
2: I'll
3: let it out. But Mm. just to say that uh, I've not felt the presence of God in this manner for a long time. And uh, it's been, it's just been a blessing, really. Um, There's so many levels. There's so many things that picked up this weekend but the the thing I picked up the most is the Holy Spirit really and how much our lives should be just completely totally focused I mean it's all about him, I know this sounds really simple and it's a one liner but it's all about him and really if if I could put it if someone said one sentence, one paragraph or whatever, it's at the end of the day it's all about him and our stuff is secondary nothing else matters and uh, I felt I lost that mm. felt I lost the plot and it's a, I feel like in that even in that he's been so gracious that he's just shown he said you know that's valid because in that he was there mm. and I uh, just feel I've been introduced gently to Oasis bit by bit have a dip (laughs) and uh i just feel god's uh, so much i can't even begin but i think the thing of all the things is that i met him on another level in a different way and i I just really pray that i can go home and remember that every single day of my life is that the serpent tries to consume and even in your worship that you know what's your motive? What are you doing this for? And at the end of the day, that has to, everything has to come aside, and it's you and him, and that is just that's it, really. That's what we're here for, and I feel God has revived that in the song. The songs are just incredible. They're just <laughs> the songs are life, bringing the old hymns, the sancti being sanctified, set apart really important to him and i'm just really grateful because i feel i've been given new life again mm. and i know he's always there and he always has been there but i suppose i've never experienced him on this level really right. and i just pray that i can take that home mm. and uh, keep coming back to dipping. <laughs> but it's the presence of god that is mm he just knows how to speak and he's so gentle like, like graham cook said he's kind and mm. he's good and i forgot that in my life I didn't realize that he was so kind so good and i'm really grateful and i have to say it through tears because that's how it's <laughs> i can't say it any other way in the minute mm. and just thank you jesus is is it Thank you, Jesus, and thank God for Beryl and Joyce. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: And all of you, really, because mm. it's mm-hmm. the ingredients, yes. it's, it's the whole ingredients, isn't it, that makes an ice cake, mm. an edible cake. <laughs> 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 thank you, Lord. So, thank you, Jesus. Mm.
4: Um, I think mine is just to publicly praise God and, and say thank you um, that I'm in a very unique position and, and extremely blessed by where he's moved me to which is just up the road from here. <laughs> um, and the more I can, Here we go. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to cry. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Try and do this. I might have to do this with my eyes closed. Um, The more I come here, the more I realise really how blessed I am from the teaching that I get. And I I don't come from a Christian background at all. And a lot of people that come here are pastors, and, and you know, God's kind of. I haven't had to go through twenty years of stuff that I need to then undo. I've had, I've had the the best from day one as a Christian, um, and I can't say it's been easy. A lot of the time, it's been um, some of it. I've really felt like I was losing my mind and wouldn't be able to take another step forward. But God has always been there, and. Um, this weekend has been quite um special for me because i 've been asking for to know him really to to really know him and uh, one day here he took me to the secret place and uh, i don 't know if about anybody else, but for me, I went somewhere where I, I so deep inside myself that I finally had a taste of that that peace that deep peace and I really don't want to lose that and I, I just wanted to say that quiet time that he's so wanting us to have with him that we fight to get through into that quiet time and we find all the other things Is sorry I'm beeping um <laughs> once you've tasted that you can I can now understand why it's so important that he wants us to go to that quiet place because really once you go there nothing else can really touch you <laughs> um And uh, he's brought me on a journey, I mean I won't talk about it now because it's it's far too long but the place I was before I was saved really was, (sighs) I wasn't alive, I was living dead really and he's um, he's brought me through so much Um, and I just wanted to publicly say thank you Lord, thank you for being so big and thank you for knowing what I needed, I think if I'd gone to a church and not come here, I would have been one of the seeds that had been taken over by the weeds I don't think mm-hmm. I would um, have been where I am now that's all I just wanted to say, thank you yeah. thank you Lord Amen, Amen, thank you Father um, Well, when I first came here um, Beryl prayed about something for me concerning my a family matter that was very deep, very deep in my heart and God really, really met with me and encouraged me and um, began something, I began a new work in me and uh, I think that's been continuing over over this um, few days. Um, I felt almost like the Lord's just put me into a kind of, um, not exactly asleep but a deep rest inside me. Um, where it's, it's not really been sort of processing things with my mind but really knowing that he's going deep in, in my heart to do something um, very important. Um, I think he's, he's really been showing me how complete his work is, how uh, everything is in the atonement, everything is in the blood and uh, that he is my portion and that means everything, he is everything to, to me and everything to each one of us, that we have a completeness in him. Um, and,
1: uh, what else was going to say? Okay, it's gone. <laughs> Sorry. The line's gone now. <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs>
4: thank you. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I have to I'll apologize. apologize
5: at the beginning of the year god said you wanted to be my rock and i didn't understand that because i thought well you are lord but um here i go um in june i really crashed i mean really crashed Um, he's really been showing me that he is my rock, really my rock, and that I didn't sort of crash and go through the centre of the earth, which is what it almost felt like, but he's sustained me through all that's gone on. But the other big thing was this battle for intimacy, uh, because I just couldn't handle it, really. On some levels I did, a bit but really there was no intimacy because I didn't you know I ran away from it anyway I ran away from him rather more to the point and uh oh I felt that this weekend was sort of really really key for me because um I just knew he was saying now is the time and now's the time that you've got to stop running to me because even since June, I still haven't particularly run to him always. I've still kind of run the other way. Watched the telly instead of gone to him, or rang somebody instead of gone to him, or whatever. Uh, but I've had two sort of really deep experiences with him this weekend. Um, and for me, the best way to, to to say it is in a poem, because uh, I kind of find it easier to do it that way rather than try and talk it or say it or whatever. And um, this has actually come out of the two experiences I've had with him. And uh, what I will say is that, like Leneve really, I want to take this away with me and I don't want to ever go back to the way I was before because uh, that was a pretty lonely place actually. So... It's entitled Come Find Me. And the funny thing was, actually, I sneaked upstairs last night
2: (laughs) (laughs) to read a poem to Leneve. (laughs) Leneve.
5: (laughs) You're hoping Matron wouldn't wake up. (laughs) But to read a poem to to Leneve, because she'd never heard any of my poems. And then I found out Trish had never heard any of my poems. So I read the poem, and Leneve jokingly said, Now I want you to write one tonight. And I thought, well, actually, Lord, I'd really love to write one to encompass what, he, you know, what you've done this weekend, really, for me, and hopefully for, you know, most of all of us, in fact. But anyway, so... I walk as though in a dream through a field of veils. I hear him calling my name. I know my beloved has come. Frantically pushing aside the veils, I look here and there, and then I hear his voice... Come find me, my love, come find me. I become intoxicated with the thought of his presence. My breath catches in my throat, imagining what it would be like meeting face to face. Where are you, my beloved, I cry, where are you? I'm here, I'm here, look and you will see, I'm here. Two more, three more, four more veils, I rip them away. Then, oh, the ecstasy, the purest of joy, there he stands, my beloved, waiting for me to come, into his arms held open for me. I run into them, I gaze at his beauty, marvelling at my beloved, drinking in his very presence, his closeness, his wonder. He holds me, he kisses my eyelids, the tip of my nose, my mouth. Talk to me my beloved, talk to me, I long to hear your voice. Hush my love, I have waited a long time for you to come to me, There are no need for words. I want to hold you close and delight in you. He enfolds me in his arms. We become as one for all eternity. No more veils between us, standing face to face and heart to heart. Now my beloved has me. He is not letting go. He has captivated my heart. There is nowhere else I'd rather be than in the arms of my beloved, at rest, still,
4: finally
5: at peace so you know thank you Lord that thank you Lord that you just love each and every one of us so much that you know what we need and you know where we're at and you just never leave us you never leave us and you always draw us in you always draw us in and you never give up on us ever
4: thank you Lord
0: okay okay so this is the first session and i think it's friday the 14th of september mm-hmm. that's very good i remember the date. <laughs> and we we're talking about the fact that there's always a battle for intimacy um and when you want to come into an intimate position with the lord the devil will fight that tooth and claw I may not look like my normal self today because I have had the mother and father of a physical battle this week which started on Tuesday evening. No, it didn't. It started Tuesday morning when I was trying to, to type my notes up in my back and it just went from there. But I believe it's the the fact of it is that what is going to go on here is going to bring the people who come into a totally different position in God and that is what the enemy doesn't want. So... He hates it, and there'll be a fight for it. So you can expect everything to try to top stop you from getting into an intimate place with the Lord. So the program's flexible. It's on your little bit of paper. We start at eleven o'clock in the morning. Loads of time to be with the Lord. Uh, soaking in the evenings, probably. Even though I've said evenings free, we'll probably soak in here to Graham Cook's CDs because that's a nice way to soak. Um, so that's probably what we will be doing high on the agenda and he may say stop and we'll stop Uh, so that'll be that so the title of this afternoon and it won't be very long because what I am aimed to do is to finish um, just talking even before four o'clock probably um, so that you can already come into the time that you've got for him and with him because he is jealous for you and he doesn't want me getting in the way um, on that thing from time to time you are going to have to stop it aren't you, yeah, so do, you yeah, do you want to give me a wave when you yeah, want I'm to stop that. me <laughs> 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 so it gives you a chance for tracks so I want to read this, You, some of you have heard it but it's worth hearing again because this is the pressure on us, we only have one commodity and that is time and this is Lord I have time I went out Lord, men were coming out They were coming and going, Lord, walking and running. Everything was rushing, cars, lorries, the street, the whole town. Men were rushing, not to waste time. They were rushing after time, to catch up with time, to gain time. Goodbye, sir, excuse me, I'll come back. I can't wait, I haven't time, must end this letter. But I haven't time, I'd love to help you, but I haven't time. Can't accept, having no time, can't think, can't read. I'm swamped, haven't time, I'd like to pray, but I haven't time. You understand, Lord. They simply haven't the time. The child is playing. He hasn't time right now. Later on. The schoolboy has his homework to do. He hasn't the time. Later on. The student has his courses and so much work. He hasn't time. Later on. The young man has his new house. He's married and he has to fix the house. He hasn't time. Later on. The grandparents have their grandchildren. They haven't time. Later on, they're ill. They have their treatments. They haven't time. Later on, they're dying. They have no... Oh, too late. They have no more time. And so all men run after time, Lord. They pass through life running, hurried, jostled, overburdened, frantic, and they never get there. In spite of all their efforts, they're still short of time. Lord, you must have made a mistake in your calculations. There's a big mistake somewhere. The hours are too short and our lives are too short. You who are beyond time, Lord, you smile to see us fighting it. You know what you're doing. You make no mistakes in your distribution of time to man. You give each one time to do what you want him to do. But we mustn't lose time, waste time, kill time. For time is a gift that you give us. But a perishable gift. A gift that doesn't keep, Lord. Lord, I have time. Plenty of time. All the time you give me. The years of my life. The days of my years. The hours of my days. They're all mine. Mine to fill. Quietly. Calmly. But to fill completely up to the brim. To offer them to you that of their insipid water you may make a rich wine, such as you once made in Cana of Galilee. I'm not asking you today, Lord, for time to do this and then that, but your grace to do conscientiously in the time you give me what you want me to do. Apparently that's by someone called Michel or Quoist. And I think it's a man, it's not Michel, it's Michel as of Michael in the French. That sort of thing. As I went through what I was looking at and and seeing the theme that's coming through, you know, when you prepare anything and God starts altering it, you suddenly start (coughs) seeing a theme coming through. And really the theme is surrender to the executive control of the Holy Spirit. You could sum it up in that absolute surrender to his lordship in your life so that he may live his life through you. That's what Jesus meant when he said greater works than these shall you do. Because he was going to be everywhere in his people and so there was going to be an awful lot more he'd be able to do. This little tome has come into my hands and it's a very very good little book. You can know the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Or the Holy Spirit in you by Derek Prince. I expect it's still in print. Um, knowing the way they are, they reprint. These are all the scriptures um, which support the work of the Holy Spirit in the in, in the life of the believer. And uh, they're really, really good to get into. I haven't read it all, but I looked through it and... and Pitched a few bits, and brilliant. So I'd I'd really say, have a go at that. (laughs) We haven't got... So we're looking at entering in to the power and presence of God. And there's just one thing which will enable us to do this, and that is the awareness of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. So in this opening session I want to spend time anchoring you in who the Holy Spirit is and why He indwells you. If you like, this is the theology bit. There will be a number of scriptures as we trace the work of the third person of the Trinity. Once we understand His role and purpose in our lives we can begin to cooperate with what He wants to do. Let me say at the start, he has you, you do not have him. Firstly, he is he and not it. I'm sure anybody here knows that, but those who are on the uh, disc may not know. Uh, Never, never please refer to the Holy Spirit as it. He is every bit God as is the Father and Jesus and there is no diminution of the Lordship in him. He is, if you like, the executive or administrative member of the Godhead. He carries out the work. God the Holy Spirit who indwells you knows everything. There is nothing hidden from his sight. Through the Holy Spirit God is present everywhere at the same time. He is omniscient, that means he knows everything. He's all-knowing, and he's omnipresent, that means he's everywhere, and Satan is neither of these things. Uh, Jeremiah 23, 23 and 24, um, have a little look for the first scripture. Am I a God near at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can anyone hide himself in secret places, so that I shall not see him, says the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? Interesting scripture, isn't it? So he fills the heaven and the earth. That was Jeremiah 23, 23 and 24. And there's no place where God is not. There's no place where things happen that he doesn't know about that, about. And I find that tremendously comforting myself. To know that there's someone who knows everything and nothing surprises him. I mean, I'm probably talking to people who understand this and walk in it anyway, but where I sit, I see a lot of things. And something that surprises me is that things rarely surprise me. People can tell me the most awful things that they've been doing and because the Holy Spirit is not surprised, I'm not. So therefore there is no judgment because he's not surprised, he knew it was all happening anyway and nothing is hidden from him, so he's not surprised. Psalm 139 which is a favourite you know that's what the psalmist is saying in verse 7 he asks the question where can i go from your spirit where can i flee from your presence if i ascend into heaven you're there if i make my bed in hell behold you're there if i take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light around me, and indeed the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you have formed my inward parts, you have covered me or woven me in my mother's womb. The Hebrew means to to weave and with great skill to make something with extreme skill so when he made us in our mother's womb he did it with extreme skill the thing is where can I go? so this is David the Old Testament saint he's got a good grasp here of God himself and the Holy Spirit the two agents which brought the whole earth into being were the Word and the Spirit Psalm 33, 6, the English translation says breath. Psalm 33. By the word of the Lord the heavens were weighed, and by the host of them the breath of his mouth. And the English translation says "breath." The literal translation would change to this: "By the word of the heavens, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the Spirit of His mouth, all their host." The Holy Spirit inspired and empowered all the men of God in the Old Testament, and the first one we see is Bezalel, the man who designed and created the ark and all the trappings for the tabernacle of Moses. And you find that in Exodus 31, 2 and 3, that God filled Bezalel with the spirit of wisdom and the ability to create these things. Exodus 31, 2 and 3 be worth having a look at? Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to to work in gold, silver and bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. Whatever gifts we've got, skills that come from God. If we can paint, or draw, or sing, or play a musical instrument, whatever it is, those things originate with Him. That's why when we come into the Lord we need to offer them back up to Him, to dedicate them back to Him. Remember the time when He calls me to do that with the artwork that I did and the gifting that I had. I needed to put it on the altar and give it to him. So that he may use it as he chose. And years go by and I don't use it. And then suddenly something crops up like the lion. Um, because he wants to use that skill to do that. This little one on the end here. There's a variety of lions here. <laughs> by a variety of artists.
2: <laughs>
0: but what I'm trying to say is it's his. So we, everything comes from him and everything goes back to him we only steward it like we were looking at when we looked at uh, money matters we are stewarding everything that we have our lives our gifts everything and we will have to give an account that's not a, a a big stick thing that is so that we might receive rewards for the things that we did so the Holy Spirit inspires and empowers us to do these things and in Deuteronomy 34.9 Thirty-four nine. another one we see Joshua now Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom for Moses had laid his hands on him so the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord commanded Moses interesting see he laid his hands on him what we were talking about just now to impart the Spirit, you lay your hands on someone. Because you've got it, and they want some. Mm. So there's the first uh, example of impartation, probably. Joshua was filled with the Spirit of Wisdom. And in Isaiah somewhere, we see about Jesus being filled with the Spirit of Wisdom, and might, and counsel. There are seven things, I think, that he's filled with. I haven't quite much scripture, but I know that it's there somewhere. I'm shuffling around for it now. Lovely. So we did go there. It's Isaiah 11. Uh, There shall come, verse 1, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. And here we go. If you look at this, you'll find it's the seven-branch candlestick, I think. The central one is the Spirit of the Lord, and then the others spring out of it. Wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So you've got six things together there, and the central branch is the Spirit of the Lord. Interesting. See these typology, really, within all things. So the last example of it, of the Spirit resting on people is Gideon in Judges 6:34, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon so from this brief study you'll see that the Spirit of the Lord came upon these people in the Old Testament he didn't indwell them that was reserved for the New Testament when Jesus said if I go I'll send you another comforter the word paraclete in the Greek which means someone who comes alongside someone who is just like me someone who will be with you and in you." So, Jesus said, I will send you someone exactly like me. And you hear people saying, Oh, I wish I'd been around when Jesus was around. Well, the answer is, you are. Because he is with you (coughs) and he is in you, and you actually have the Spirit of Jesus within you. You have all the equipment that he had. The question is, who's going to have supremacy? Is it going to be us? Or is it going to be the Holy Spirit? All the time, that's only the question that we've got. So having established that the Holy Spirit is a person who indwells us, the question is asked why? What is his purpose in indwelling us? And it is that we might be conformed to the image and likeness of Jesus. He's there to reveal Jesus to us and bring forth the fruit That would be my Bible hitting my lap. Loved. Uh, he's there to reveal Jesus and to bring forth the fruit of Jesus' life, the fruit of his character, the fruit of the Spirit in us. When we talk you know, a bit loosely about the fruit of the Spirit. We talk quite loosely about, we all know, is it 1 Corinthians 13? Love is this, love is that, love the other. But we actually, it's a, ever such a different thing to live it. Uh, you know, it's it's patient, it's kind, it doesn't... You know, and I didn't find myself very patient, very kind about ten minutes ago. I had to ask the Holy Spirit to really come and sit on me and shut me up. I don't very often get cross these days, but I was cross. I'm cross when uh, the enemy is allowed to sideline someone and they don't realise that that is what is going on. So he's there, he indwells us to tell us about Jesus, to uh, show us the Father, to, to answer all our questions. He's always there. He's not just there for us to speak in tongues from time to time, that's the evidence of his indwelling. His communication with the Father through the gift of tongues. He's the advocate, we've got two, we've got the advocate within us when we pray for something and the Holy Spirit says well actually what they were wanting to say was this and you go off into tongues he's praying in line with the father's will you've also got the advocate who's Jesus in the heavenly places so twice over we've got someone standing for us which is really rather nice isn't it we can't lose can we Mm -hmm. so he is our personal trainer you hear a lot about this these days people going to the gym and having their personal trainers I love my personal trainer The one is the Holy Spirit. Someone who you will have to get to know sooner or later. Because I don't know where you stand with your relationship with him this afternoon. Whether you actually know him as a person. Or whether you know of him because he speaks to you and you get downloads from time to time. But there is so much more to know of him than just the information that he imparts. Because he is Jesus. Because Jesus says, I and the Father are one, and the Holy Spirit is one with the Father and Jesus. So, we've got the works. He wants us to know him as a person. I mean, when you hear Graham, some of you have heard him already, he says he loves uh, the Holy Spirit so much, he's like Tigger to him. He bounces everywhere and says, uh, I'm a genius, he told me to tell you that. (laughs) That's my specialty, I can do anything. Which of course he can! Uh, So you've got such confidence when you know who you have in dwelling you. And the more you allow him to be on the throne of your life, the more confidence you will have, the more faith you will have, if you like. So he's someone you will need to get to know sooner or later. We can't hope to begin to walk in the Spirit without knowing him personally. We never need to be in any doubt, as I said, about anything. He's there if only we will draw near in humble faith and ask him what we need to do and what we need to know. He will tell us. And Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So I would encourage you at this point, if you don't have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, that you go away and ask Him to speak to you and reveal Himself to you, that you may begin to understand why He's in you. I can remember when I came to this crisis in my Christian walk very clearly, because everywhere I looked, I saw the Spirit. Spirit-filled Bible, Spirit this, Spirit that. It was everywhere. And I suddenly realised... I was down in Seton at the time, staying with Lola, but I didn't know the Holy Spirit. I knew I could speak in tongues, I knew I'd been baptised in the Spirit, but that beyond that I didn't know anything. So that night I, I asked him very tentatively and nervously if he would make himself known to me. And I had a notebook and two pens, a blue one and a red one. And every time he spoke it went in red and every time I spoke it went in blue, and I sat there. Writing as he developed this conversation with me about who he was, what he wanted to do, who he wanted to be for me. Right now, he told me that he wants to be my comforter. Because Graham had said, it's worth having a day of trouble to know the Holy Spirit as comforter, you see. So I said, I want that, (laughs) me being me. (laughs) And he said, no, you're not ready for that yet. That was a couple of years ago. You're not ready for that yet. Oh, you'll have what I want to be for you now. Okay. And it was my confidence. He wanted, the Holy Spirit wanted to be my confidence. So everything I did was to build the confidence in God because that's what he wanted to be. And now he's my comforter. And I've had a day of trouble this this week. There's been a night or six of trouble. Uh, and I have known him as comforter. On Tuesday night, my whole body was racked with pain. I mean, I have never felt anything like it. I had to ask Joyce to. She laid hands on me, as did June, because they were here, and it got worse. It was. Uh, it, uh, I, said, I had to, I got up. I said, "Please take your hands off me. I can't." It's got just got a load worse. Just please. Um, because it was a sudden and uh, dramatic increase in the pain. All night long there were two lives going on. I was, my body was absolutely racked with pain, and my spirit I'm singing Ruth Wiesel songs all night. And I realized the night after where it wasn't so bad, that in some obscure and bizarre way I had enjoyed the night before because I had known the Holy Spirit as Comforter. And it wasn't the same the next night when the pain was less. It sounds weird, doesn't it? But God was so present with me, just so utterly present with me in that place where I couldn't do anything with my physical body. I couldn't I couldn't get anywhere with it. In the early hours of what uh, would have been Wednesday morning, I'm due to speak on Wednesday because the girls are coming for fresh bread and I'm laying there thinking, well, let's wipe that out, Lord. I won't be able to do a thing t- today. I mean, are there. The, the, they'll just have to talk amongst themselves or something I doubt doubt whether I'll be able to get up and he suddenly said just very quietly you're not ill no oh, this is not a medical problem oh I thought that's alright then this is an attack I'll go sleep so I dropped off for about an hour and a half Woke up fresh as a daisy, just like you said. Um, Sailed through the day, and of course, you can guess it, it hit me again after I'd done what I needed to do. Uh, By that time, I'm flying because, you know, (laughs) I'm getting the hang of this thing. So. To the extent that you'll take on board what is being said this weekend is the extent to which your walk with God will be transformed and you will know what it is to connect with him on an ongoing basis, not just go in and out of his presence but remain there come what may. So you need to take time for this. You might be starting on something completely new to you and God's not in a rush. We think He thinks Camel. <laughs> so. T- Take time. <laughs> I mean we do, don't we? We yeah. think airport can't cold there. He says I rather had a Desert and half a dozen camels yeah. and a three months trip. You know, this is the way he thinks we are in such a rush. Mm. That's why I started with time. So mm. <sighs> shush as Graham would say so the goal of the Holy Spirit then is to promote the inner man the inner life of the Spirit over the soul and we're called to live in the secret place that is the inside God's own heart and tomorrow we'll be having a look at that we'll be looking at the theme the secret place in this secret place we will be sheltered from the attack of the enemy God himself will comfort us and strengthen us as we learn of his kindness and grace towards us I wrote this before I had my due (laughs) so I have actually lived this thing so if there's a scripture that you want to look at over the next few days Psalm 91 would be excellent to just go into it Ask the Lord what's in it for you. And everything you can get out of that scripture is going to be yours. And God will teach us to hide in him. He'll teach us not to go out against the enemy before he tells us to go. He'll teach us what it is to war a good warfare. He'll teach us what real spiritual warfare is. And it isn't, I don't think, what we've been led to believe it is. Because as far as I'm concerned what God was teaching me, the Holy Spirit was teaching me in that time, was if I get my mind off of the pain I was in and worship Him, that what sends the enemy packing faster than anything else. We can dwell in our pain for as long as we like, but if we get our eyes off of it and onto the Holy Spirit, onto the Lord and worship not just worship because we think if I could do this long enough that'll go because <laughs> that is actually not it <laughs> been there done that bit <laughs> tried that one <laughs> tried that one I wonder how much longer I've got to do this before this will go because <laughs> actually what you're doing is focusing on the pain still and not focusing on it's a discipline I tell you it's a discipline yeah. but it's brilliant mm-hmm. it's brilliant Joyce had a prayer for me the following morning and and it absolutely was so amazing because i'm up there she didn't know what sort of a night i'd had i'm up there having this and she got a prayer the next morning uh that indicated everything that had been going on you know it was just wonderful so he'll teach us to hide in him and he'll either keep us or deliver us from the situation as we go through things in unbroken contact with him we will learn that he is our refuge, our hiding place, our place of shelter and guess what? He will not allow us to go anywhere else. Just imagine if you've got children, which some of you have, and they are in a spot of trouble so they go to the next door neighbour to get their needs met. When you're indoors, and you would say, what you go there for? I'm here. He says, what you got the phone for? I'm here. What you rushing around like eggless chicken for? I'm here. It's bringing that spinning top into a place of stillness, so that we can get it absolutely focused, still. And of course, as we go through stuff, we learn to get there quicker. I remember Graham spoke on one of his tapes about going, I don't know, let's say South Africa uh, and uh, sitting on the plane, absolutely fine, stepped out onto the tarmac, mouthful of ulcers. whole time he's speaking, mouthful of ulcers. Goes back, gets on the plane, gone. Warfare. We need to be able to recognise warfare when it comes at us. Our everyday situations are mostly not warfare we need to ask the Lord what it's all about You know, am I reaping what I've sown is this training for raining? Um, are you nailing something is this you, is this the devil there's a load of questions we need to ask him when we come into a situation so we will learn to live in the place of his affections he loves me, do you know that he loves me and I know he loves me and his desire is towards me and I'm beginning to live in the fact that his desire is towards me and therefore his favour is towards me his favour is towards us we've just got to move across and get under the spout because there's no good being over here and shouting for the favour he says no you just come across here because that's where the spout is so we learn to run to him not to the throne to the throne, not to the phone, Joyce's lovely thing that she coined. You can learn to turn inwardly to your inner man of the spirit because the kingdom is within you. It's not out there at the next meeting. You have all you need within you. Someone phoned me yesterday and said, I need fellowship. I've arranged to have... We're having a Bible study. And I'm thinking, yeah. But I'm thinking... You've let your personal walk with the Lord slip. I had a soaking session today. I thought, good. I've been into things I shouldn't have been into. Yeah, I thought you might have been. Um, Nearly went back and said, actually, darling, you don't need Bible study. You actually don't need soaking. What you need is to get into his presence and ask him forgiveness, cleansing, start again. I thought, no, I shall let them find out. Because you can be too helpful, <laughs> you can do the Holy Spirit's work for started a dark we did a few weeks ago, one of these slim fast jobs and I thought, no, not the root of the problem. I suspect you realised that wasn't right as well, well, yes I did, but I thought I wouldn't need i just, to let you, I'm learning more and more to leave the Lord to deal with his children, he doesn't need my peneth, I do my bit and he'll do the rest. So it's not out there at the next meeting. You have all you need within you. You simply need to learn how to access the living water that is within you. And sometimes that is still water, because you feel quite peaceful. And other times it's fizzy. It's like the sparkling water that you can have. And you're on a fizz, you know. But you're drinking all the time from the fountain of living water that's within you. Rivers. Rivers. Because you're going to have different rivers inside you that come out to meet different needs. We don't just have the one. There's a river of need for Leneve, there's a river for Sarah, there's a river for Gina, there's a river to meet the needs. Because Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit and He knows where to meet your need. I haven't just got one river that, well if it hits you spot fine, if it doesn't hit your spot I'm sorry about that. You know. <laughs> like the air hostess, is not it, in the middle, you know, in the middle of the aeroplane. That will come down and that will come, you in the middle, no chance, you know. <laughs> but, uh, that's another issue. <coughs> Do you want to? So we were talking about access in the living waters and sometimes still, sometimes sparkling. The I AM is present with us now and our part is to learn to rest, dwell and remain in the place that God has already put us, in Christ. We're the branches, He's the vine, we abide in that place and fruitfulness is automatic. It's the result of the indwelling presence being nurtured. It's not a thing to seek after, it's the outcome of the life of God within you. You rest. You dwell, and the fruit comes up. Those fruit trees out there don't concentrate on bearing fruit. They abide in the root system. And like anything worth having, it takes time. That's why I started with the thing about time. We have to spend time in his presence. There's no shortcut. You can't read a book on it. You have to do it and experience it. And if you make an appointment with him, he will turn up. I'll tell you, he will be there before you are, sitting there waiting for you. So as we practice his presence, then everything will be released inside us and will rise up from within. It's the ministry of the interior. The Holy (coughs) Spirit is the minister of the interior. We should all have a secret life in God. An intimate, face-to-face, relationship with him he comes and walks with us in our secret garden the garden of our hearts you know in the song of songs it says about coming and drinking from the fountain in the garden in the king's garden in the in the olden days in ancient times the king had a garden of his own and there would be a fountain in that garden that only he would drink from and that's how it is with us our heart is the only place that Jesus will come and drink, as it were, from us as his bride. And he wants that intimate, face to face walk with us in our secret garden. A good little exercise uh, that uh, Jen Larkham used to do was to ask people to just imagine what their garden was like. Was it overgrown? Could you get in the door? Um, you know. Sometimes they were so overgrown with ivy you couldn't get the door open because nobody had been there for years. When you open the door, is it what, what greets you? Is it all nicely laid out, the flower beds and everything thriving and everything watered beautifully? Or is there a patch in the corner where it's absolutely gone to seed and it really needs attention? Just while you're away uh, thinking about things, you might want to have a look and ask the Lord what your garden looks like. Where is it that there's some attention needed right now? In the garden of your heart. So to achieve this living from the inside out we'll need to change our preoccupations inattentiveness, anxieties and be preoccupied with Him taken up with Him to come into the secret place the centre of God's heart the inner man Be preoccupied with that, with entering that place daily. Learn to develop your inner man with the help of your teacher, encourager and helper, the Holy Spirit. He will refresh and renew you daily. It's just a discipline like anything else. Right, take a break now then. And uh, you can go away and find out how well you know the Holy Spirit and what your garden's like. 好